0: Bye. Hello, and welcome to the Lacadaisical Librocubicumarist. And now, your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello, welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lacadaisical Librocubicumarist. Librocubicumarist, yes, indeed a Rooney, as Ned Flanders would probably say. <sighs> Ah, uh, today, within the LibroQ, is Buck Bow Wednesday. Ah, baby. Gotta really hit those weeds, do you not? You do. I don't know why I asked when I was immediately going to answer. It does not make any sense. Hmm. At the top of every show, I like to say, there will be spoilers, most likely. Uh in fact, there will be. Yeah something else that I'd like to pass on is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Or and, and or you uh, subscribe on iTunes, you give a little rating, you give a little comment. Uh, It would be greatly appreciated by Because that is how podcasts grow And flourish like a flourishing flower Ah, B-E-A-U-tiful Today's sponsor From the makers of Tums Antacid Comes Smut Acids Once again, today's sponsor is Smut acids for when you eat too many times. Okay, let's jump right into this Book of Wednesday. The possibility exists I can get this done on the way to work, so that is what I'm going to try to do. Uh, When I did my (laughs) seven-part Book of Wednesday series uh, on the Dark Tower series, uh, I did mention the reason I decided to reread those books is because Stephen King just came out with uh, another book. I assumed, incorrectly, that it was going to be book number eight. However, what it actually was was more of a, as he describes it himself, a book four and a half. So sort of takes place between uh, books four and five. Uh, so an interesting idea, not a sequel, not a prequel, a uh, middle I don't really know what you would call that, but uh, what I decided to do, uh, because this was during my week off, my hiatus of podcasting, is uh, I'm going to keep that book for myself. Haha, <laughs> I am not bringing it back, I'm just sort of mentioning this fact. Uh, The only thing I want to say is what I've already said, and also that it's sort of... It didn't really have a lot to do with the Dark Tower series. It was more like a a story within a story within a story. It was was interesting how it was done. Uh, I would recommend, if you like the Dark Tower series, you would like it. Uh, If you did not like the Dark Tower series, you probably uh, would not like it. Uh, Just one final note on it. Is that Stephen King points out at the beginning that uh, that novel uh, what's it called? <laughs> Should maybe say that uh, wind through the keyhole, or is it just through the keyhole? All I wrote is through the keyhole, but for some reason I think it's wind through the keyhole. Oops. Uh, Stephen King suggests that this book can be uh, read by itself. And uh, I can see that as being a fact. If you haven't read the Dark Tower series and read this, you wouldn't be missing out on a huge uh, hell of a lot. So uh, maybe do that. Hmm. Okay, so let's move on to the actual book for Book Wednesday that I did read. Aha! It is called Billy Connolly's Route Sixty Six. <laughs> Sixty Six. It is a, I guess, what you would call a travel diary, is probably how you can look at it. Uh, Billy Con- Connolly, a super funny Scottish comedian uh, who, apparently, I was not aware of this fact, had a couple of shows in which he would travel around. Travel shows, I believe they are aptly titled. Uh, those, uh, I would have liked to see and probably will keep an eye out for. In fact, Jordan, make a mental note to look for those as you are edit, edit editing this podcast. Uh, so I figured, why not take the foray into this world with one of his books? Ah, he's very funny. No doubt his books will be very funny as well. Ugh... Maybe that was my problem. Maybe I went into this with high expectations because I knew Billy Connolly is a very funny dude, so I assumed his travels would include sort of very funny things. However, they do not. Very, very light on the laughs in this book, and at times boring and just sort of very dry with... Facts of the places he had visited along Route sixty six, almost to the point where it's like he would sort of stop in his writing and then open up a uh, encyclopedia and copy what it said there into his book. Yeah, like like that. That bad. It wasn't all bad, but I, I will just. Why don't I just throw out my rating right off the bat? I'm gonna give it a two out of five. I, I really. I I even at at points kind of debated stopping reading it, so did not uh, not care for it too much. Hopefully it hasn't put me off for other travel... I don't know if diary is the right word, but let's just say travel diaries, because uh, I think I have a couple of them that I wanted to check out. One with Michael Palin of Monty Python fame. He, also very funny, and travels, and had a show, so now I'm a little leery of reading that. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll try it, we'll try it, at some point. So, if you are unfamiliar with Route 66, a little bit of the history is that uh, it goes from Chicago to uh, L.A., L.A.? Yeah, just about, and was one of the, sort of the first major east to west roads okay that's basically what you need to know it was in the 50s i believe uh, decommissioned because sort of uh, a, a main interstate was built alongside it for not its sort of entire length but but for great sort of swaths of it uh, a, a giant four-lane interstate was was built uh, accomplishing the same drive in a much quicker and uh, orderlier fashion so it sort of uh, had the effect that people would not take route 66 any longer as you can imagine so it kind of started to die is a way to look at it there's been a bit of a rebirth over the years and um it's, it's almost as if it's become sort of a historical american landmark and people have tried to uh to rebuild it to a certain degree to a certain success in some areas of the route. Um, so he and others like him have traveled this this sort of famous Route 66 in order to get back to the sort of roots <laughs> of uh, Americana during that time. Sort of a 50s, 60s kind of vibe to a lot of the, the stuff there, which is what his book is about man i am going to stop and get a coffee though right now so i will be back to i kind of don't think i will be able to polish this off on the way to work uh so we'll probably do a little bit uh more on the drive in and then finish it on the drive home plan question mark why do i question you're not answering maybe you are answering i'll tell you what you do i say question mark like that you answer you answer out loud and I will somehow time-travelly, psychically understand what you are saying, and follow through with your instructions. Plan? Question mark? hmm Back in a moment. Editing. 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 OK, that did not quite go as planned. <sighs> what happened was, stopped to get a little breakfast, and um, at Timmy's, as I do, uh, once a week, or once a week, depending, and uh, ordered something new they have, which was a tomato cheese and bacon grilled panini. Sounds pretty delicious, right? I don't know what happened, but it took them friggin' forever to make it to the point where I had to, like, pull through and wait at the side of the building for them to uh, come and bring it out to me, which is, well, I'll tell you right now, that's never a good sign when, when they say, oh, uh, can you just pull through and we'll bring it out to you? Because that means you got a bit of a weight on your hands. A weight to the point where uh, I decided then, rather than bring it to work and eat it, I ate it while driving because uh, I'm not going to be late because I've only ever been late to this job once, but not really time to get there and eat a nice leisurely breakfast. So, uh, that means, from the podcast point of view, that I only have about five minutes. (laughs) So, rather than Try to squeeze anything in. My thought is that on the drive home, we will talk about Billy Connolly's drive. Aha! there you go. So now you just have a little bit of the the backstory uh, of Route 66 and what's going on, and my rating, and uh, all the podcast-related mumbo jumbo. And then this afternoon, we'll talk about the actual book and his drive plan. Question mark. Oh God, I did it again, folks. I will be back in 8 hours. Love you dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! 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 We are back! Back in action! Hello again. Driving home on a Friday. A Friday of a long weekend, no less. So uh, I'm going to bring out a little something that I do from time to time. I haven't done it in a while because uh, quite often, I don't want to give you too much behind-the-scenes information. Today actually is Friday, and I actually am driving home. And I actually am going to do the Friday Drive Home Long Weekend Primal Screen for you. So what you're going to want to do is perhaps turn down your gramophone, because of course I assume you're listening on a gramophone, you weirdo. And uh, I'm just gonna let her fly. Here we go. (laughs) That felt good, and I was aware that it would. Let's jump back into Buck Bo Wednesday. So we know what we're talking. Route sixty-six. We know who's involved. Mister Billy Connolly. We don't know what he's driving. He's driving a trake. Uh, It is a motorcycle with three wheels, is how I look at it. There's actually one uh, in the town I live in, see from time to time, pretty cool-looking piece of machinery. Uh, So that's how he did this, oh, did I write it down? Yeah, 2,000 and change mile route. Started off in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, where the route started originally. Kind of, uh, he pointed out that with a lot of his travelings, He will sort of have a a game plan on sort of very regimented where he's going to stop, who he's going to talk to, yada, yada, yada. This trip, he kind of was going flying by the seat of his pants, I guess. And it's just sort of stopping at things he sees that look interesting, I guess. So I like that thought out on the open road. What happens, happens. Started his trip uh, in the Sears Tower. I kind of like that, too. Starting up very high. Looking out on the road ahead, if you will. He then makes his way to Springfield, Illinois. Perhaps where the Simpsons live? I think I think uh, it's always sort of been a joke on the Simpsons of uh, which Springfield that they are from. I wonder, because I haven't watched it in a couple of years, if it has actually come up which Springfield their Springfield is. Curious. Maybe it's Illinois. Let's say it is, because that's amusing birthplace of uh, Lincoln, yeah? Abraham, in case you are thinking I'm talking of another Lincoln, perhaps? This is uh, one of the first examples of his sort of encyclopedic talk. Uh, He's on his trip, he goes to Springfield, Illinois, he's talking about that, and then all of a sudden it's sort of a history lesson on Abraham Lincoln, and, and it does have kind of the feel of Okay, I need something to fill in here in this book. Uh, Let me open up my encyclopedia about Abraham Lincoln and shoot some facts at you. Not exactly what I was looking for. He then traveled to... Which I guess it's still... Was it still in Springfield? I think it was. To a restaurant, quote-unquote, called The Cozy Dog, which is the birthplace of the corn dog. I'm not a huge fan of the corn dog. It's, uh... I don't know. doesn't taste very good. Mm. He pointed out uh, at this point that the food you will experience along the historic Route 66 is not always the greatest. A lot of uh, fast food, Uh, and as you can imagine, this is, uh, I forget what it ended up being, but it's weeks of travel for him along this road, eating kind of shit along the way, so that's not going to be good for your... For your tummy. This next section was cool. He s- stopped in a town called Arthur, which is kind of... there's a town somewhere near me called Arthur, too. Huh. Anyways, uh, in this town is a very large Amish population, so he uh, stopped and chatted with a Amish dude. Uh, this whole section, which uh, was pretty expansive, was interesting. However, something he did that i kind of didn't like was sort of romanticized the amish uh, culture and people which uh, i didn't much care for just for the fact that uh, amish people it is sort of a uh, religion based culture and if you've listened to many of the episodes of the liberal cube you will know that me and religion do not get along well so uh, I wish maybe he had a delve into that a little, how, for example, uh, one of the things that pops into my mind is how the An- Amish people and their shunning how if you decide you want to leave the Amish community, you will be shunned. Uh, no contact allowed with your family. Say if your, your, your daughter is 18 years old and decides to leave the Amish community. You will not be allowed to have any further contact with her or else you too will be shunned. So it's, it's shit like that, dark shit, that comes up with any form of religion, I think. Uh, maybe Buddhism, not so much. Hmm. Anyways, uh, I wish maybe he had to touched on that a little more. While in Illinois, to a Civil War reenactment uh, that was in or around St. Louis, and these uh, these Civil War reenactment folk—it's uh, kind of uh, kind of interesting. It's kind of a little uh, little like LARPing, really. It's like uh, historical live action role playing, basically. So uh, kind of, kind of nerdy. I, I dug it. He, uh, while in St. Louis, went up that giant arch, which uh, I thought was cool for the reason that I didn't know you could actually go up that thing. It doesn't look like a structure that you can go up into, however you can. Uh, while there, he met uh, a couple of newfies. So, it's strange that a Scottish guy on a trip in historic Route 66 in St. Louis meets up with a couple of Newfoundlanders. Love. See, uh, not, not everything in this book. Or Every once in a while, the book would come up with a little fact, a little, little story like that that would that made me want to continue reading. So that's why I didn't give it a, a 1 out of 5. And if I had to give it a 1 out of 5, that would have probably meant I stopped reading. Okay, he continues on into Missouri, where he goes into uh, a cave. It's a cave that within has the world's largest stalagmite. Um, So that's a, that's a big rock formation. Yes, stalagmite, 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 stalagmite. Stalagmite is coming from the roof downwards. And stalagmite is coming from the floor upwards. Uh, I am saying that without being a hundred percent sure. Moving on to, oh uh, he stayed in a hotel, I think, uh, in this cave. so there you go. Moving on to a uh, stuff that a guy who collected string instruments with many other things, but that was what sort of interested him. It sounded like a like kind of a, a hoarder, crazy, obsessed collector dude, so uh, I like that. Uh, next, he moved on to, I gotta kind of do this rapid fire as you may be noticing, because I want to get this done before I get home. Next, drove through Kansas. Kansas, uh, only 13 miles of the 2000 and change miles are uh, within Kansas. So, (laughs) the only mention uh, I wrote down that he really made was about fried chicken. He got some very good fried chicken in Kansas. Okay, next was Oklahoma where he stopped at, like, a uh, open-air bazaar, I guess you could call it. Kind of a flea market, uh, perhaps more accurate, where one of the vendors had a bunch of Nazi memorabilia. Hmm. Within the parking lot of this uh, flea market was a bunch of uh, anti-Obama bumper stickers, and he kind of uh, felt that perhaps people in Oklahoma, well, not all people, but... Uh, Oklahomans have within their midst a fair number of racists. (laughs) So, see, look, he touched on that, on the dark side of stuff, so why didn't he do it with the Amish people? I don't know. Uh, Also in this section, went into the Oklahoma City City bombing. He stopped by there. Uh, Something interesting about that, I thought, that I didn't know about, is that the sort of... uh, memorial to that bombing is a bunch of uh, it sounds like chairs so everyone who died in that explosion has sort of a was it a metal chair i believe it was they were all sort of metal chairs with plaques on them as a sort of dedication so i thought that was kind of an interesting way to memorialize uh, those people who died so i wrote it down next moving on into texas ah big big texas everything's big in texas I do believe that uh, Ontario, which I live in, is bigger than Texas, so suck at Texas. Maybe I'm making that fact up, but (laughs) Uh, maybe I'm not. I'm sure Quebec is, anyways. So people in Texas always saying shit's big, well, up here in Canada, shit is fucking enormous. Yeah, including my cack. What? Oh, that got dirty. Uh, He went to a barbed wire museum, and of course, I'm not talking uh, Pamela Anderson in her (laughs) famous, uh, I believe, Oscar-winning role as barbed wire. No, a uh, museum dedicated to various types of barbed wire. Exciting. He uh, popped into the Cadillac Ranch, which uh, I've heard of and now have slightly more details than I did before in my brain. It's that ranch, uh, I don't know why they use the word ranch. it's that place where uh, Cadillacs as in the cars, the Cadillac of cars really are sort of buried upright, sort of a he pointed out a little Stonehenge, so uh, Stonehenge, but with Cadillacs buried in the ground. Hey, why not? It is uh, what do you call art. Within Texas, he reached the midpoint of his journey, and then quickly moved into New Mexico, where, oh, this part was cool, he uh, visited Los Alamos, where the uh, atomic bomb testing and sort of invention-ish kind of uh, went on, so that was cool. Uh, Something he mentioned at this point, and I didn't write it down, but it just sprang to mind, is that in Los Alamos... I don't know if it's still true, but uh, perhaps it is. The, the sort of average IQ is super, super high in, in within the city because of all the people who went to develop the atomic bomb lived there and then procreated and had smart offspring. So that, that's a, kind of a cool thought. Oh, this was the point of the trip where he got into an accident. Yeah, like uh, tipped his bike over, broke a rib. Yeah, pretty crazy. I will say this from the sounds of it, he's got some balls. This, uh, this Billy Billy Connolly because he did, after some recuperation, went back on with the trip, uh, despite the broken rib and just kind of hurting all over, I imagine. So, good on him for carrying on. Very impressed. Next, he was in Arizona, went to the rodeo. I have been to the Calgary Stampede, just on that note. Huh, little, uh, little brag. I don't. Really know if that's something you can brag about, but I suppose it is. Yay. Met up with some rodeo clowns. Lastly, uh, made his way into California, the home stretch. Within California, one stop made at a uh, low rider shop. So, a shop that makes cars into low riders. He's got a bit of, uh, Billy Conley's got a bit of a, a mechanical gene to him, I think. It kind of sounded like he knew what he was talking about as far as the cars and motorcycles and stuff like that. Which uh, always kind of impresses me. I took auto and uh, what have I done? I could probably, with a gun pointed to my head, change oil, um, rotate tires. I have, at one point, uh, taken the steering column. This was for our auto project. took the steering column out of a car and put it back in. Yes. Uh, I will mention, on that note, that me and my partner who did this were high on the ganja allegedly for most of the time while doing this, and uh, when we had it all back together, whenever you turn the steering wheel it would make a clicking sound. Yes. Smoking weed and disassembling and reassembling a steering column is ill-advised. Lastly. And this kind of makes sense. Lastly, we will end this podcast on his uh, one of his last stops, which was at the Forever Hollywood Cemetery. So it's a cemetery where a bunch of famous people are buried. How about that? Kind of makes sense. We're ending the podcast where he ended his trip, where lives ended and were then buried in the ground. Wow, got a little too dark at the end for me. So, to brighten it up a bit, I will say this, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you.